have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first leg warrant, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another big episode of the Two Units podcast. Group One Racing is back this week in the form of the Winx Stakes at Royal Randwick. We're going to preview that Group One race along with uh, six other tracks this week in Salt Specs, a new world record. We've also got all of our normal segments. We've got footies fodder. We've got pack your nags, the Sultan's Supper, and we'll round out our show with our best bets from around Australia in two units. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me as always is my great mate, the Sultan. Uh, Salts, welcome along. Friday morning, mate. Different time slot, but but same old stuff, hopefully. Hello, listeners. And yes, this is not Nick Foot. This is the Sultan. Yes, good to be here Friday morning. Uh, spring was in the air, but it's a bit dodgy at the moment. But great. Jeez, I'm excited for the wing stakes. Oh, it's so oh. just to see all those names on paper and oh, Fatfield. Yeah, it's a ripper, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. real good. It's 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 a nice way to ease us back in and make us make us feel good about racing again. Hey, mate, yep. I'm so glad you could join us this morning. I know you've had so many media commitments this week. Mm. You've managed to squeeze the two units podcast mm. family in on a Friday morning. We're all very appreciative. So, yep. mate, we've got a huge show. Actually, this could be we got stacks of tips as I mentioned before. Six tracks we're going to in Salt Spec. So I'm looking forward to getting through a few of those. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's um. Look, my time's valuable, so let's let's move on. Yeah, time is money. We're paying him by the minute. Salt is in demand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, let's hop into Footy's Fodder Salts. And uh, in light of the first group one of the season, for this week on Footy's Fodder, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to share our favourite group one memories of all time. And uh, we put a tweet out with a $100 booze bud voucher on the line to hear some of the great group one stories and uh, we got some rip snorters sent back in on the uh, on the tweets. So before we get into those, those salts, I thought we'd share our favourite Group 1 memories of all time. Uh, we sort of touched on our great memory of Toes and Stardom a couple of weeks ago, but I think we've got a couple of others there. And a lot of them do relate to, I guess, betting as well, which is, which is great. But we've got a few that we're going to share that um, are just good memories too. So... My favourite Group 1 memory salts would have to be the 2019 Melbourne Cup, Vow and Declare. Went with a good mate of mine, Prousey, and we had a pretty good dip at Vow and Declare in the Cup. And we also had a good chunk of the trifecta that day with uh, Prince of Aaron and Il Paradiso. So uh, good memories there. It was 10 years between drinks for me, though, salts, uh, with Melbourne Cup winners. I think shocking was my most previous one in 2009. So it was a, it was a little bit sweeter as well when the... Uh, the Aussie got up, but that entire carnival was was sick. I, I love that 2019 spring carny. What about yours, mate? Yeah, mine's Mystic Journey in, a, in the Oz Guineas. That was her first group one. And like it, it wasn't exactly a time-honored Australian Guineas. She ran past Hawkshot, who had previously been swooped by Magpie and then and then, <laughs> and then, got, then got sent to Hong Kong or whatever. But, yeah, I, I just loved it. I just loved the story about her. The, in fact, the, the All-Star Mile was even better than the the Oz Guineas, but that doesn't have official Group 1 status. But, yeah, she was the first horse I, like, truly, truly fell in love with. So that was special. 
Yeah, you had some of that really good Photoshop work going on your Twitter profile <laughs> account for a while. Yeah, it was there. good, wasn't it? Was whole, it was were, high quality. You were riding Mystic Journey. Must have been carrying 62 that day. With you, with, with you on board. Uh, that was when I was at 4%. So it was about 82 then. About 87 now, mate. All right. Hey, let's move into the honorable mentions. First one, uh, before we get into our winner with our $100 booze, but voucher, there's a few we want to give a shout out to. Robert Todd's the first one. Uh, controversial, this one, he's got. But back in the day uh, when he was six, him and his dad missed his youngest brother's birth to go and watch Lonro win the 04 Oz Cup at Flem. So he'll never forget that day. But uh, I don't know about missing missing a birth. I don't know how, what dad's sort of... <laughs> what dad's uh, priorities were there, but good on him. So <laughs> I thought I'd get that in for a mention, Salts. Yeah, I've got Jack Higgins says, has to be Bella Vella winning the 2020 uh, Group 1 Robert Sangers stakes for Clarken. Tried horse, geez, he's good at those and reinvigorated by the new stable, tough as nails. I'll, look, that day as well, I remember you backed her and he's got a similar story. He said he took 40s thinking he had mm. overs and it jumped 80s on, on Betfair. Um, you were the same. Beat yeah, that 41. milk, beat milk drink a liar. Uh, but yeah, I didn't think it was going to get the twelve hundred. It just bloody kept running, didn't it? Yeah, it was a it was a gutsy gutsy win. That was pretty close to being to being one of my faves too. Yeah. But I think I had a two I had a two bet play that day, so it, it doesn't feel as good when you sort of load into a couple as when you really launch into one at a price. But I I'll still take but, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Mate, another we, one, yeah, Mike? yeah. I got David McGovern here. Um, I believe it's Jeremy's brother. So him and three mates drove to Brisbane from Brisbane to Sydney for the Golden Slipper. They left Friday morning. The car broke down at Coffs Harbour and had to be fixed. A thousand bucks later, they got to Sydney at 10 p.m. They went to the Slipper. Worst day on the punt. Lost a small fortune. Drove back from to Brisbane from Sydney and arrived home at at 6 p.m. So a real hit and run mission that costs a stack of money. But I bet that's a story that they. Will tell forever, really. So absolute memories. That yeah. only gets better with age. That it sucks at the time, but it just gets a bit of mayo over time mm. and, and grows. Yeah, exactly. That sort of exactly. stuff. Hey, the winner, Salts, this week goes to Jackson Eldridge at Jacko Eldridge. I really like this one. It's sort of this is the stuff that really gets you into punting too. So Jackson jagged Maccabi Diva in the primary school sweepstakes as an eight-year-old. And he can remember some classmates trying to trade picks, telling him that his horse had, um, telling him that no horse had won three on the bounce, but he he refused to trade. He stuck true. He didn't accept anyone's peanut butter sandwiches or, or anything like that. So, uh, and he ended up winning the chi- giant block of chocolate. So, uh, the little wins sometimes the best. But you've now got a giant block of chocolate and a one hundred dollar booze bud voucher, Jacko, for uh, Maccabi Diva winning third Melbourne third Melbourne Cup. Well done. Outstanding. I love that the eight-year-olds were doing form. Mate, what do you, rec- what do you reckon would happen now if they did a, a sweep for like a group of eight-year-olds? Someone would get sued or someone would cry or think of the yeah. children or something like that. There'd be a march through the CBD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it would be. Yeah. yeah. That's not even. Hey, uh, actually heading into just channeling that sort of energy there, Salts, we're going to head into this week's edition of Pack Your Nags. This is an opportunity, Salts, where we get to send something packing from uh, the past seven days in racing. And the first thing I'm going to take it here is uh, I want to send the stewards and the COVID-19 protocols in general packing this week. So uh, trainer Matty Brown 
was fined $400 by the race day stewards on Sunday uh, for the offence of bringing additional people to the course. Now, in general, under you know the COVID protocols and the world we're in at the moment, you'd say, yeah, sure, no fans, no owners allowed on course. But he was fined for bringing his five- and six-year-old children to a Sunday meet where he had to strap up one of his runners running at $101 in a, in a maiden there at uh, at Cranbourne. So that horse ended up running six, collected about 300 bucks in prize money. He's copped a $400 fine. Uh, he's he's come out and said, I, I, I can't get babysitters. None of his staff work Sundays. I just reckon that's just, you know, we need to have some understanding, I think, in the guideline salts. And I, don't, I want to send the stewards and the COVID-19 protocols packing this week. Well, he's only down 100. <laughs> well, that's assuming he owns 100% of the horse. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm sending, I'm sending something packing, celebrating wins in other people's tips. Uh, mm. I believe it's, it's un-Australian. You know, I had one on, I believe it was Tuesday. I don't even forget the name of the horse, but it should have won at Packenham. It was held up badly, should have won. Someone got in there and... I don't even think it was a tip. It was just saying it was like owner mail. It was a bit. It was a it bit. Was the Ellet, it, was it was saying the Ellet and Zara money. It was saying each, the Ellet and Zara money had uh, blinkers on. Then gets in there and and celebrates it when mine was a good thing. Beat like what do I want to hear that for? I don't want to hear that. I'm not going in anyone else's tips when I back a winner. Going ha ha, back that other one. So nah, not for me. Pack your nags. I don't rate that. Send another thing. Pack in here. Wasia. Well, I, I, I'm going to change it to what's up with that. Wasia in the listed rally mile yesterday at Hawkesbury. It was a maiden galloper like from the bush that was going like a buster there. What? How does it get to go in a listed race? It was only having its third start. It went like an absolute cannon. It led by about 11 lengths with 600 to go. And then one of the all-time snipers came out. Like this was a sniper that might have been down in Melbourne for for the elephant and the rhino that's gone up to Sydney and it's shot Wasia at the six hundred. <laughs> Piss off back to maiden grade. What are you doing in this race? You just ruined it for everyone. Other than Burdebeck backers, but you ruined it for footy. He backed in Vinciano. Oh mate, my group chat was actually exploding. We had a bit in Vinciano yesterday and the race the race was over. They just got run off their feet, chasing yeah. a hot tempo. It's you, you don't want that as a punter. No, go back to maiden grade for you. Another one that's just come up. Uh OnlyFans apparently banning sex content. So I'm gonna change the segment to from pack your nags to pack your sags. <laughs> no more getting your sags out. <laughs> That's actually going to impact me because my OnlyFans are a bit raunchy. So, I'm not I'm, sure what I'm going to do. Look, call me old fashioned. I'm not. I, I'm not a subscriber, so I don't really know what it's about. I'm a. I'm a real sort of, you know, tidy operator. But isn't that the whole purpose of OnlyFans, or has it got another purpose that I'm unaware of? I'm hearing so. I, I'm people are telling me that's the only purpose. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Hey, uh, that's the pack in hack segment for this week. Time to move into the Sultan's Supper. This is where we uh, host a supper in honour of the great man, and we invite all the good performances from the week to sit down and and uh, have some form of meal with us. And we got uh, 
I've got a couple that I'm going to invite this week, Salts. And and the first one I'm going to invite is uh, jockey Chris Simons. So uh, he announced his official retirement through the week. Uh, why the reason that I'm inviting him along is, you know, he, he hasn't been a, a jockey that I've, I've loved to follow or anything, but after our three units episode with Simon Zara, he spoke so highly of Chris Simons and how he's the hardest working jockey he's ever seen, not blessed with ability, but always worked really hard and got the best out of himself. So Chris Simons, mate, you can let yourself go now and you can come along to the supper and, and, uh, and enjoy with us there. I'm sticking onto the jockey theme salts. I'm inviting Jeffrey Felix along. So who's Jeffrey Felix? You might be asking. Well, Jeffrey Felix rode the card at Prairie in far North Queensland on the weekend. Now it was a five race card, but he rode every winner. They SP'd from anywhere from two bucks to six, I think. So uh, he's had an absolute day out and doesn't matter if it's a five race card or a 10 race card. When he goes to a party, he's going to just go, Hey, I rode the card at Prairie that day. So uh, it's a, it's probably the equivalent to a hole-in-one in golf, I would have thought, Saltz. So, um, Jeffrey, you can come join Chris Saltz and I. What on, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invite my mate Baz, okay? This is actually last second. I was not going to put anything in because I said I was too angry from Packy Nags. But it's reminded me the top the story there from Rob, Rob Todd about him and his old man. It's reminded mm. me of a story about Baz and his old man and a, a great man, David Barry, um, Baz's, Baz's dad, and, and he's passed now, of a great man. And Baz told a story about when they were at the 2002 prelim, Collingwood versus Adelaide, and AFL 360 sent a tweet out one day about some great memories from the footy. And, and he had said that after Collingwood beat Adelaide to go into the grand final, that Baz, 11-year-old Baz, requested that he's to his dad that they both go to the strippers to celebrate <laughs> and his old man said no um and he's and he's been flat on him ever since and, and they replay that tweet on afl 360 yearly and, it, and it's global and trending so i'm putting baz in and i'm also putting him in because he did his groin the other day putting his jumper oh, no. on oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Baz. I love you, but that's pathetic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very forthright in saying how pathetic it was. So get well soon, mate, and, and ice up. Yeah, ice up, Baz. Get get those for a cup. Get some compression on. Yeah. Um, all right. A good edition of the Sultan Supper. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to roll into salt specs across six tracks, including the Group One Wink Stakes. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time for Salt Specs as we preview races across six tracks this week, including the Group 1 Wink Stakes at Royal Randwick. Uh, Salts, we're going to head to the Valley first. A interesting meet there. Uh, looks a really difficult card, but we've found a little bit of value this week. How's the uh, track at the Valley looking, and how do you think it's going to play? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it is a, a difficult mate. Like, I've found a few races, but not big outlays. Rail true, probably a good four and likely fair there, mate. Hey, you've got the first here, race three, benchmark 90, handicap over 1,200. Who you like? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with corner pocket salts at $2.60. Uh, I just think winners win. So we've spoken about this guy on the show before, and he is absolute winner. Eight career starts, six on the bounce, uh, progressing through the grades so nicely, and I'd just love to have a share in him. He is more suited to the 1,400, uh, but the thing I like about him is he always puts himself into the race, and every time he's threatened, he has a kick and does just enough to win. So I'm not sure what his ratings look like from his runs, if they're flattering or not, but he looks like a bloke that just does what he needs to do and sticks the neck out. So I'm pretty keen to be with Corner Pocket in race three at 260. No, spot on. And and like you said, like a horse I'd spoken about in the past that does that, a bit of a spoiler alert, think it over, just does what he needs to do. So good call. I, I, I couldn't find a, a jump out, so I, I chose to stay out. Awesome. Hey, let's head to race five, Salts, which is a benchmark 78 handicap over the 2,500, and you have a value play here for the listeners. Yeah, it's going to have half a unit on Crimson Ace. SP'd 5.50 here last start and was posted three deep no cover for 2,500 metres. The the entire trip, Smoke and Romans out sprinting him and, and then it and then it Crimson Ace just stayed on late. I, th- I thought it stuck on okay given the the tough running transit, not making winning a habit, which is uh, you know a bit of an issue of course. But uh, just on exposed form and and now having that trip at 2,500 metres with the forgive run under the belt. I just thought nineteen dollars was was too good a price compared to what it started last start, and and I could nibble that. I think it can run a race for us. Yep, I'll uh, I I don't have anything there, so so I'll follow you in. And I I know I don't know if you're a huge place better, but five bucks the place for a a roughie. I'm I'm pretty happy to to follow you in and play it in each way, uh, each way style there. I think. Yeah, nice, mate. Hey, uh, race six is a th- is a race for three-year-olds, set weights and penalties over the 1,200. Another little bit of value for us. Yeah, firstly, I think the favourite, Halal, who is confirmed to come here, will be hard to beat. Like, he rates so clear on top, and he's, he's the clear the clear class of the race. Just the one thing is he gets back in his races. So first up, from the Hawk stable, over 1,200 metres at Mooney Valley, like, how far back is he going to be? Like he, he got too far back over 1,600 and 14 to win at Ramwick. So that's just a little knock on him. But if he gets the right ride, he'll win the race. But I want to back he's exceptional. First up here at $19, I'll have half a unit on him. Like all of these, open to stacks of improvement over the break from two to three-year-old season. But I did love the way he found the line in a recent trial. I think 1,200 metres is going to look his go. I don't mind that fresh. And for me... From barrier three, I think he's the map horse, going to get that lovely suck run in behind the speed and ran in some decent races as a two-year-old. And and with that natural improvement, I think he might be able to go on with it. So he's exceptional. I'm going to nibble at him. You like another one though, mate? Yeah, I do. And I'm going, I'm betting around Jigsaw and Halal as well because they're just a bit short in the market. Um, You know, I can't, you can't really fault Jigsaw too much. I don't think the big weight, um, the big weight last start over the thousand was his go. So I'm going with Athelric from the Godolphin stable. Uh, we know that how their three-year-olds are coming back at the moment, um, and I'm hoping he's had his head in the same feeder as ingratiating <laughs> Uh 
Autumn prep in Sydney, showed some ability, ran fourth to say inside, crossed the line in that race with Giannis, who then went on to run second in the JJ Atkins. So that form reads pretty well for this, I think. Drawn one at the vowel, goes forward. So I think we'll have every possible uh, chance as well. At around that $15 and $3.50 quote, I'm going to go a one-by-two play on Athelric in that race, Salts. Lovely couple of roughies for the boys, huh? Yeah, hopefully we land at least one of these at, uh, at yeah. the vowel. Hopefully it's uh, he's exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> should we have another? Should we have a another six pack of Melbournes on that salts on who crosses the line first out of a Thelric and he's exceptional? What do you reckon? No, I'm, I'm not that strong on it, mate. Okay, well I still haven't received my last six pack from when from Morfittville in about episode two. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you six bloody punches. <laughs> oh, here he is. <laughs> Oh, Hulk Hogan. No. All right, race race seven. <laughs> it's a handicap race over the 2,040 metres. You've got a tip for us here, Salts. Similar rig to Hogs in his prime, nice and tanned. Um, oily. Brooke Hogan. Ooh. Anyway, I like Pancho here. Seven bucks fifty. He, he hasn't won in a little bit as well, but he comes through a very fast run race this track and trip last start. And I thought he was very good. He he got there very early. Mahamadeus got his back and nailed him on the line. Mahamadeus, that race had no speed on paper and turned out to be run at quite a decent clip. So Mahamadeus was back in trip with the speed on, which was just to perfection for him. Pancho gets two kilos off him now. He jumped well there, Pancho. Willow sticks from that, but he had to ease. He was sort of four wide. It's an awkward start, the 2040 there, and he was sort of four wide, had to go back. I think he's drawn wide again today. Well, he is drawn wide, but I think from that wide gate and hard fit, plan A will be to go forward and see if they can find a spot. Plan B will then be to look for cover if no luck, similar to last start. I think he's going super without winning, and and at $7.50, I think he's a great winning hope, and I'm going to bet him to win, Pancho. Yeah, cool. Hey, I'm keen to be with Grand Promenade in this race, Salts. I think, mate, he's on a potential Melbourne Cup campaign. I feel like from that stable, he's sort of this year's Persan. Any ideas, though, Salts, what's going on with the jockeys here? So you've got Carr going to Heart of Puissance and then John Allen replacing Carr on Grand Promenade. Would you read too much into that? It's kind of – it's given me a little bit of stage fright, to be honest. I've got no idea why why that's happened, to be honest, man. I can't help you out there. Yeah, but but look, John Allen's good at on horses two thousand meters plus, so I wouldn't yeah. let it concern me. Good dart. Well, I'll, I'm going to stick with Grand Promenade. Hey, uh, race eight is the listed Carline Stakes. Uh, Four year olds and upwards set weights and penalties over the one thousand speed galore. Isn't it as speed everywhere? Space Boys come out, which takes a little bit of speed out, but it's still speed on speed and. The horse from the Pride Yard here that I was really hoping came down here over Sydney is Ballistic Lover, and I just love the placement. I think this race looks far more suitable than Sydney. Drawn low with speed out, but her asset, particularly in her fresh runs, is sustained speed from the front. So I'm expecting her to boot up. Can she hold out a horse like Ancestry pinging from out wide? Maybe not, but I'm expecting her to boot up, and what she does relish is running fast time and sustaining speed. So if she gets crossed, I think the 1,000 metres is still going to suit her. she tried well, as you'd expect a good fast horse to do. The stable find Damien Lane, and uh, she, I think she's a, a clear on top for me in this race. Uh, look, Ancestry's my boy, of course. 
I query him with the wide gate, given the high pressure of this race. He loves cruising on his own. Like that's why he often just smacks fields at 1200 when he just gets his own way, bowls along. He's not going to get that here today. And there was an issue with him first up in the Oakley plate, but he popped like a cushion when that pressure went on. So I, I, I don't want to be with him this week. Yeah, fair call. I got a tip here too, Salts. Uh, I'm, I'm getting involved in the speed battle, and I'm and I'm playing something at odds in Esther La Roca. So uh, last start we. Last start, Esther Rocker was in the Lightning over there in Adelaide, burst the front, and I think that just it told late. It was the one thousand and fifty. It was a heavy deck. Um, she got to the front, and it just ended up. You know, I think Bo Rossa was just class in the end, but. This is her track and distance specialist. This is her go. So I actually think she's going to be the first horse to find the rail. I reckon she's the one that's going to pounce. Um, and at around that $17 and $4.20 quote on an each-way basis, hopefully she's down in the weights and can get gutsy back on a good deck and hold on and, and give us a return. Good luck. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, let's head to Morfittville Salts. Uh, what are we expecting the track to be doing over there? Rail seven, mate, like a few light showers, so it might stay a soft six. Maybe they edge off the off the rail as the day goes on. Yeah, cool. Hey, uh, we had a tip early in the card, Bell CL, but that's been scratched and, and picked Melbourne, but I'm not interested in following her to Melbourne. Uh, so... We got one tip there, Salts, which is in race nine. It's a benchmark sixty over the twelve hundred meters. Yep, enchantingly here, a former Waller man. She was just plodding away in New South Wales and Queensland, really not not doing anything of note. But her two South Australia runs have been a clear career peak, and and she won a trial really easily in the lead up. And I just think that she's really enjoying the new lease on life. So <laughs> draw nine, it might. might from the shoot start, no worries, but we'll we'll sort of go go forward and, and race on pace. And yeah, I think she's in it up to her eyeballs to to break the run of outs. That's enchantingly at five dollars fifty on Top Sport. Uh, let's head to Eagle Farm. I think we'll actually we'll come back to Morfittville. Spoiler alert in our two unit segment, but let's head to Eagle Farm now. Salts, uh, one of your favourite tracks. Uh, what are you expecting? Uh, how are you expecting Eagle Farm to play on Saturday? Yeah, rail out another two metres to the seven and it'll be a good three. I'm, I'm not sure. They'll probably just use the whole track. They they tend to. It's a bit hard to predict there. But I do like one in the fifth here and I've been very, very, very critical of the change <laughs> of tactics last start. So this is a class three over 1,200 metres and I refer to, of course, McCovey Cove. Now, he was a victim of the worst change of tactic in the history of horse racing last start. <laughs> his, his run was still full of merit. He still was home in the fastest 1,008,642 of the entire meet, but he was just given Buckley's. Back in trip here, Maloney back on. It wasn't Steph's fault last start, don't get me wrong, but Maloney goes back on, drawn low. They won't be making that same mistake again, and if they do, I will sue them. <laughs> McGovey go at 340. Hey, there's an interesting horse there resuming who's your dealer. You uh are you petrified of uh of that horse resuming? I know it looked very smart and um in his first two race starts for the uh Tony Golan Yard as well. Yeah, ran some good ratings early in the prep. Um so 1200 is a good kickoff point for him. 
I am scared of him. I'm just hoping that his um, his speed dealer Sonny's will weigh him down. Yeah, because gotcha. he's obviously dealing. <laughs> hey, I'm following you. Know I'm a Covey Cove, yeah. mate. I'm coming with you. I uh, I want to chase that. Um, yeah, that's. I, I'm start. sticking with that run. I think the horse is flying and it's hard yeah. fit now. Yeah. Yeah, no, good call. Hey, uh, I've got a tip in race six salts over. It's a fourteen hundred meter handicap, and uh, the horse is called Jumbo Goal, and you're getting about four dollars forty for it. Uh, I think it's really good placement here by John Moore, trainer. So comes out of a pretty strong form race last start, whereas wide throughout peaked on his run. Uh, release the beans is the favourite here at two dollars thirty, and won really well last start with a little bit left in the locker. However, two two back, Jumbo Goal beat Release the Beans by two and a half lengths at this track. What I can't work out is Jumbo Goal gets a six kilo weight swing on Release the Beans from that run. Maps to sit outside the leader, which will be Release the Beans, and will get every possible chance. I think it's a bit of an anomaly there in the market for me. That's a significant weight swing, so I'm pretty keen to play at Jumbo Goal at 440 salts. Good research. Yeah, really dove deep into Eagle Farm. This is what this is the beauty of the late podcast salts. You get a little bit more time to look through some tracks, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, race eight salts is the No Metro Wins handicap over the thousand. You've got one here that you like. Yeah, um, I'm backing against the favourite and Poetic Justice says that So Clever wins. Now I'm jumping off. He's backing trip and I question his want last start. I Maybe backing trip will suit. Maybe he didn't get the 1,200, but, geez, he had every chance and he didn't want to run past the the eventual winner. Good horse, can't take two bucks. Uh, I see that that you want to, so mm. uh, good luck with that, but not for me. There's a horse here, Mischief Managed, and I think it's a good bet uh, at about the 550. It's a 900-meter, 1,000-meter specialist, okay? So horses for courses, this is going to be its trip. It's drawn barrier one. It has 51 kilos. And it posted a last start rating that actually sends these packing. So it won easily two back in country New South Wales, eased right down. Then it changed stables to Gollan. All right. So that's got to be some sort of indication. It's it's changed from Cody Morgan in country New South Wales to come to Metro Queensland with a leading trainer. So whatever connections decided that, the horse has got to be going well and they want to aim it up at some better races. Went to the Gold Coast first Queensland start, absolutely walked in, ran time. This is harder but fast horses run fast and with 51 kilos, this thing's going to be doing one thing and it's going to be going fast. Mischief managed. <laughs> Mischief managed. It's a bit of a bit of a Harry Potter reference, that name, Salts. I know you're a big Harry Potterite. Nerd! Nerd alert! <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, as you said, yeah, I'm I'm uh, sticking with So Clever Salts at the uh, at 220. I, I just think I, <laughs> I, could, I was certainly with him last start too and uh, looked to perhaps – shirk it but i'm going to just forgive and uh the jury's out for this start if if uh, dishes that up again then it's into the sea but i think 51 kilos blinkers first time uh is a pretty significant gear change so i'm going to be betting on so clever in that race pay heart it's good backfire uh, hey we're a six tracks Six track specialists today, Salt. So Jesus Christ. Say that six Yeah, exactly. Six tracks. Six tracks. Six tracks. How much wood could chuck wood? Hey, uh, Seven. <laughs> um, I've got a ferocious black book alert here. 
and I'm heading to the Gold Coast. So I'm heading down the road uh, and I've got a tip at the Gold Coast in race four. It's the Warner Brothers Movie World Benchmark 65 over the 1200, which could be the funnest Benchmark 65 in the history of racing. Uh, comes This horse here is called Line Up. Uh, odds aren't out yet, so I'm hoping to get $2.50 plus for this. Uh, this girl here, last start at Gatton, got way too far back uh, in the run and ripped home. Fastest last 200 of the meet. Much smaller field here suits, up to the 1,200 as well, and down in the weights with the claim, which is the recipe that I love to be with. I'm hoping for a smash and grab at the Goldie, and then we're all going to go hop on the Batman coaster at Movie World and, and celebrate salts. All right, lovely. A bit of a Gold Coast hit and run mission. But, mate, this, like, fair enough, but see you later, Gold Coast. This is what people are here for, and it's Ramwick, isn't it? <laughs> well, it depends if we get any winners. I think they're here for winners, Salts. No, they're here for Ramwick, and they're here for group racing. That's true. It's true. So what's the uh, track looking like? What's uh, What can we expect up there? Something. I think it's pretty firm, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be a good four. Rail true. I'm expecting it's it's fair enough. I reckon tempo's key. Excellent. Hey, the first tip, we've got something in race seven, which is the group three show county open handicap over the 1,200 metres. I like Prime Star here. He went up a, a silly price, about 8.50. He's, he's since been backed into $5 favourite. But, geez, I, I think he's very well placed here, straight to 1,200 metres fresh on a firm surface. He he handles all going, but I feel like he's better, he's better performances on that, better going. I've loved his working two lead-up trials. Like, of course, he's a good horse and he's going to hit the line, but he just looks stylish in good heats. And the wide gate is a little sticky, but he's got tactical speed. And there's three horses here, Splintex, Embracer, and Fender, that are going to press up. And I think the one one's open here for Reggie Bayless to slot in. And I, he was backed like he was unbeatable before the spell and, and looked to have every chance, but he actually struck himself in the run and the jockey noted that he never traveled thereafter so that's a genuine excuse i think he's very well weighted here first up in this class and his best is his best can win the race so i think he looks a great bet um one of the better bets on the card today at ramwick and that's prime star at five dollars on top sport you're a real pm operator salts just getting involved at race seven so hey let's head to what everyone is here for, and that is Group 1 Racing. That is the Winx Stakes. You're going to preview the race for us today, Salts. So group 1, wait for age, 1,400. Jeez, does it get better? Well, it does, but later on in the spring. It does, but it gets the it gets the juices flowing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's certainly I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit juicy. <laughs> um, I was getting the juices flowing about the bletchingly, so I imagine how yeah. I'm feeling with the Winx Stakes. <laughs> Mate, this is an outstanding race as we touched on and welcome return for Group 1 Racing. In races like this with the wide open markets, I'm always keen to back a few and, and find some value. I think for a 1,400-metre Group 1, the race actually lacks a little bit of tempo on paper. There's there's quite – well, they're all resuming really bar colding and, and many of them have bigger goals in mind over longer trips. So I don't expect – tempo to eventuate that that isn't there on paper and i don't think it'll be run an overly strong clip so it leads me to a few map horses at odds as well so the first that the map horse is think it over he he's drawn barrier two he's going to just tag up he, he won in a similar fashion a number of times last prep where he drew low tagged up and finished off and he's going to do the same thing here he, he might even be in the in the first four 
He went to a whole new level last prep. And like we mentioned before, he was not posting the ratings. That's why they were getting the price about him. But he was doing what he needed to do. By the end of the prep, he was posting the figures. So he's a genuine Group 1 horse now. He won at Group 1 weight for age over 1,500 metres last prep. Was hard in the market in the Doncaster, but unfortunately scratched race day. So then went to the Queen Elizabeth a week later and ran a day and very elegant to a length and a half over 2,000 metres. So this is a good horse. His tune-up trials have been what you want to see. And like I said, he's the map horse and he's on top for me, but I'm having other bets. Don't get me wrong. Um, Cascadian, he's a bit of an enigma, but I thought he really came of age last prep. He got a 10 out of 10 steer in the Doncaster. And then I thought he might be found out going from a handicap to wait for age in the all age, but he should have won the all age and the horse that he should have beaten was Colding. So I would have liked to see a little bit more from, it wasn't, it, it was visually worse than what it actually was Colding, but I, I would have liked to see a little bit more to dive into him. Cascadians had just the one trial as he normally does. And, and he worked through the line hard on the bridle as you'd expect a group one winner to do. I, from by default here, I don't see him all the way back from seven. Like he gets back in his races, but you look at the map and there's so many get back horses. I think by default he's midfield and he just gets that beautiful tag in. And yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's the, the, the second play for sure. I do have another one here footy as well. Mm. Imaging. So you've got cascading at 10, think it over at eight fifty. Imaging's at 20. Waller's won five out of the last six of these races. Imaging's at 20. His first up run in the autumn, he should have won the CF4. Is wide without cover. Gutsy is all hell over this trip at Group 1 level. Also, should have won this race last year. Beaten by the barrier. Held up badly. He's another one with a good map from barrier six that by default lands forward to midfield. Went okay in his Queensland prep with some excuses. Little tick over trial. Um, off a little let up up in Queensland and and he's won as well at 20 bucks I can spec. So I've got Think It Over, Cascadian and Imaging. Who you got? Awesome, Salts. Hey, before I move on to my selection, just for the punters listening and question without notice, um, because a lot of people will love to follow you into this group one. If you had a $100 betting play in this race, Salts, and you got your three horses, how would you how would you go about playing that in terms of confidence level? Would you even stake the three or is have you got more in, in one corner for a particular horse? Uh, 40, 40, 20. Who's the 20? Imaging. Imaging's the 20. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, excellent preview of the race, mate. Um, hey, I'm very excited to see how very elegant comes back. Uh, I think she might be a little too vulnerable first up on the dry deck, so I'm happy to just steer clear of her at the price, and I'll catch her later in the prep because she's she's a star. Uh, I'm having two bets in this race, Salts, siding with one of the three girls in the field at a, at a good price in Hungry Heart. Um, she certainly hasn't been one of mine, been very costly early in her three-year-old campaign, but at the end of that prep after I jumped off, she's proven to be the real deal. She's a Randwick specialist, loves a good deck, She's going to require a great steer from uh, Karen from the gate, but around that $17.460, I'm happy to find out on an each-way basis. And uh, for the men- 
reasons you sort of you mentioned uh, touched on colding. I'm going to back colding as well. Um, I'm just going to equal stake the both of them. Uh, I think the run under the belt uh, gives colding a good leg up into this one. Has a bit of race fitness on the side, so he's uh, one of mine, and I want to be with him. So they're my two bets in the Group One Wink Stakes. Yeah, I think it would be remiss of me to not to not touch on very elegant as well. Um, like I just think she is a bit short, like you said. She is effective on dry decks. Uh, like I don't think she's she's nowhere near a, a one trick pony. But like she'd be much better placed if this was on a heavy track, of course. But yeah, I just think she's a bit short. Can considering the other value in the race, the way the race sets up. Like she won this race last year, but it was off a stronger tempo. Like uh, it, she just looks too short. She's a roll gold superstar, but. She's she's so short that it, it's it's far too tempting to to have those other players around her, considering yeah. the way she's setting up. So yeah, agree well, with there's you. There's more. Yeah, there's more of her to come. Hey, let's yeah. move on to race nine, which is the toy show for fillies and mares, Group Three over the eleven hundred meters salts. This is an open race if I've ever seen one. Oh, this is an absolute field job in the quaddy. Like oh. <laughs> This is so tough. This is I'll leave, so tough. I'll leave two out. I'll leave two out in my quaddy and I'll, I'll be out. <laughs> yeah, mate, <laughs> assuming I'm in it. <laughs> it's tough. There, there's one I want to play at odds, and and then a, and then a top pick that I am going to bet. It's it's such a super even bunch on, on ratings, and and the roughy in the race is Lillimore. Um, she went to a new level last prep. Look at her overall record. It's outstanding. She's she's seven from 17. She absolutely flies fresh, three from four. She loves firm surfaces. First up last prep, she beat Malkovich, and that form stood right up. He came down to Melbourne and won, a, and, and won a black type race. She won a weak fillies and mares listed race in Queensland, but the, geez, the style she did it in was outstanding. She was three wide, no cover on a good speed, and the will to win was just so gutsy. She's then been put away just for seven weeks, had a trial between runs, which was fine, and and she puts herself in the race, and he's going to be in it for a long way. She's $34, Lilla Moore, and like she, look, she doesn't have a leading rider, Louise Day, and she doesn't claim anymore Louise Day, but Louise Day has ridden her regularly, so that's not an issue for me considering she's going to go forward. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, I think at that price, I'm happy to have a smaller bet on her. The one on top for me is Written Beauty, and, and she's a fast horse. You'd expect she trials well because she's a fast horse, but you just can't do more than what she's done in her work. She's had two trials. Both of those have been the fastest heats of the day and, and under a hold, of course. Last prep just didn't quite go right for her. Had some excuses first up, didn't go right second up, did a bit wrong. I'd expect Tommy Berry on from two here. I think she's a classy mare that's well untapped and and she's got speed to burn, so I expect they let her roll. She's a bit of a yard watch. She can get warm in the yard. If she gets warm in the yard, I'm not concerned. We don't want her putting on a show mm. in the yard, but she, she does get a bit warm and, and a bit fiery. But, like, she won first up at Canterbury uh, a while ago and, and fell apart in the yard and then broke the track record. So, yeah, I, she's very smart, this horse, and and I want her on side. Excellent. So that's Lily Moore and Written Beauty, and you're getting a you're getting a serious you're getting five bucks about Written Beauty on Top Sport, and you're getting thirty four dollars and nine dollars the place about Lily Moore as an each way blowout play. I'm uh, I'm steering clear of the race for now. Uh, I can't wait to see how the Kiwi runner comes back though on Trivia. So 
Uh, first up for the Richards stable, keen to follow her this prep, but I cannot believe she opened at that $3.30 quote. I think she's out above 4 bucks now, but she's just going to keep drifting, I think, and she's copped the visitor's draw of uh, gate 19 as well, Salt. So uh, had a vet che- has a vet check today, I think, as well, after stepping on a stone in track work on Wednesday, so everything's going right for that horse. So Mate, probably- stepping on stones hurts so much because <laughs> you don't expect it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, um, that rounds out our spec segment there at um, there at Randwick. Let's head to our sixth track, Salts, which is, and we've got one t- tip there, which is Belmont. You want to race through this one? Yeah, race seven, Campisi. Hey, I copped some grief for backing him when he failed fresh. He actually lost by 33 lengths. And, mm. and people were saying, oh, well, he should have. That's why he went to WA and bloody... Whoever got rid of him or whatever, but he he had an irregular heartbeat, so he had a, a genuine excuse in the vets. And then he he came to town and his next start bounced right back. Midfield ran on Nab late. He's the map horse here at twelve hundred meters from the low draw. I think he tags the speed going well, and um, some of the dangers are going to be spotting him a lead. And and he's bounced back, and I think he's very much a, a great winning hope. Race seven, Campesi Belmont. Excellent, you're getting. Six track special. You're getting four dollars for Campisi as well on Top Sport. All right, that rounds out the biggest edition of the spec segment yet. Well done, Salty. Let's move into two units now. Our best bets from around Australia. You would not believe the scenes that's going on here. <laughs> Salts is. I'm watching him through our uh, rec- our remote recording device, and he is giving me the uh, double cobra bicep <laughs> flex at the moment. This guy is unbelievable. That's good radio doing visual, doing visuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to call it out. Kick us He's- off footy. <laughs> Salt's my best bet this week. I'm heading to Morfittville. So I'm the mayor. Race three. It's a maiden over the twelve hundred, and I am backing Castle of Kings at two dollars seventy. Uh, former Kiwi Galloper, I know you were with this guy, Fresh Salts, uh, third start in Oz now for the Clarken Stable. He was excellent last start when you did tip him, Salts. I know he didn't bring home the chocolates uh, there at Muzzer B. He just found one that jumped out of the ground and was just a bit better on the day. They gapped third, so very stiff not to break his maiden there. He's going to strip fitter from that run. Has enough speed to overcome the wide draw. He's got SA's equal number one hoop on in Todd Panel. I'm keen to be with Castle of Kings at $2.70. My best bet this weekend, race three. Yeah, mate. I, I actually previewed this race and, and put it in the run sheet and then and then have seen that you've had a bet in it. Do you want me to talk? Yeah, you about- can, well, you're gonna tip it on you're gonna tip it on the card. So race race through it. Yeah, well I've, I I liked Castle of Kings fresh. I, I think he might be looking for 1,400. I like Tavacat here. I think he's trialed well, third in a listed race over 1,400 before the break, and I think 1,200 is a good kickoff point. So I'm going to be with Tavacat. Do you like Tavacat Melbourne bitter enough, or is it? do you not like it for six-pack of Melbourne? Yeah, I, yep, Melbourne bitter. All right, so if double Castle or, of Kings – Double or nothing. Yeah, if Castle of Kings beats Tavacat home, I'm getting – now half a carton of Melbourne bitters, is that correct? Correct. Awesome. Hey, what's your best bet this weekend, Salts? Randwick, race two, benchmark 78 over 2,400 metres, playing two horses. The main play is shuffle up. He's always indicated talent. He's come back in super order off a long layoff. He kept finding the line early in the prep over shorter trips and too far back, really indicating that there was something coming. He's continually improved out in distance. 
he got to 2,400 meters last start for the first time. And, and although it was only at the midweeks, he ran past a horse that's here in Tewilika, like he was standing still. Tewilika then went to Saturday grade and ran a nice third behind in-form Harpo Marks. So no issue Wednesday to Saturday for me. And three weeks between runs with a little tick over trial between those runs. And he just maps so sweet for a nice soft run in behind the speed. And I think he's clear on top ahead of Red Santa for me, clear on top. And I'm going to be backing Shuffle Up as my main play. Yeah. At at $3.80. Yep. Too. Nice little price. Yeah, it was act- he was actually four forty for quite a long time, and I actually previewed this for the race club um, a couple of days ago when he was four forty. Then Brad Davidson has sent him out and sort of set the price off. I, I don't think he'll move from that three eighty though. To be honest, I think he's a good bet. The other one's Mister cutting- Bond. Some getting some cutting edge tipping here on the Friday morning on the yeah. <laughs> two units podcast. Mm, the name's Bond, James Bond. Now he. He is the up-and-comer of the field, and he, and he clearly faces his biggest test. He's come from a Hawkesbury midweeker. He's been winning with authority in lesser grades under big weights, but he's just got outstanding sectional strength late in his races. He's got a turn of foot, and he sustains it. He's going to lap up 2,400 metres on a big track. That I have no doubt. He gets weight relief. And like I said, a stayer with a turn of foot in Australia, that wins you plenty of races. He's had two runs now at 2,100 metres, so fitness, no queries. He retains Jay Ford, his regular rider. He may well settle off midfield, but he's improving every start, and he's the type of horse I want to be with while he's coming through the grades. I've, I've had three bets on him in his in his career, and, and he's won all three, and I'm happy to try and make it four and, and make him a result as well. So that's my best bet, mate. Shuffle up and Mr. Bond, best play. Excellent. And Mr. Bond's at $7. So best play of the weekend there by the Sultan of, formerly of Sydney, now just a, a Sultan of Australia yeah, in general. The Sultan of everywhere, mate. Yeah, excellent. The universe. <laughs> hey, uh, that wraps up our two-unit segment, which means it wraps up our Group one special this week, six tracks, Salts. I'm really excited for tomorrow's racing uh, hopefully all of our listeners are too, and we can find a winner for you all in there. Uh, all the best on the punt, guys. As always, gamble responsibly, and we'll be back next week with plenty more tips and bants. Thanks, guys. Off to edit my OnlyFans account. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Two Units Podcast. Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. And as always, please gamble responsibly.